Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. I'm flying solo today, as you can probably tell because of the technical difficulties here. Pickle and the crew are down in um, in South Texas. They were at the Lano and Edna game last night, and then they're going to stick around, I think, for the Conference USA Championship game tonight. So they are having a South Texas road trip. I am all by my lonesome here attempting to uh, to keep this thing on the tracks, and obviously it's going pretty well. Uh, today is, let's see, Friday, December 2nd, 2022, 356 days Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Hank Tepper. Hank Tepper turns four tomorrow. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, episode 1509 on today's show, folks. We are going to roll out the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, and then we're going to roll out the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominee. And then, back after the show, we're going to have a little bit of a truncated, helpful Honda Mailbag Friday, answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, etc. I believe we are only on YouTube at the moment, and so as a result, answer, give me your questions on YouTube. Let me know what you know what questions you've got on YouTube, and we'll get to as many as we can coming up here. Uh, the back half of the show, a truncated version, because again, just me. Uh, so first, let's start with this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to team up this year to honor uh, the most outstanding high school football players in the state of Texas with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 deserving candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Your week... 14, i got to get that right. Normally pickle keeps me in line. Week 14, Mr. Text Football Player of the Week is... Yeah, I can't do the drum roll while I do this. Bang! It is Corpus Christi Flower Bluff quarterback Cor- uh, Jaden Pelusio, who threw for... Uh, 315 yards and seven touchdowns passing. Congratulations to all the nominees. Kilgore running back Isaiah Ross, Wimberley quarterback Cody Stover, Melissa quarterback Trevor Ham, Southlake Carroll running back Owen Allen, Timpson quarterback Terry Bussey, Wichita Falls running back Cameron Gould, Glen Rose quarterback Hudson White, Fort Bend Marshall quarterback Jordan Davis, and China Spring quarterback Cash McCollum. But a very special congratulations to the Week 14 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week winner. Jaden Pelusio, the quarterback at Corpus Christi Flyer Bluff. Very well-deserved young man. 
now we can talk about the Dairy Max built by Chocomilk Assistant Coach of the Week. Dairy Max uh, and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up again this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max built by Chocomilk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max built by Chocomilk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 14 Dairy Max built by Chocomilk Assistant Coach of the Week winner is... I gotta do the drum roll and then I gotta stop doing the drum roll so I can click the mouse, okay? So we're just uh, all good. I'm doing a one random drum roll. Bang! Dripping Springs defensive coordinator Dri uh, uh, Marte Amrine, uh, who the Tigers stifled uh, Harlingen for all four quarters. And brought to a 45-0 regional semifinal victory. Congratulations to all the nominees. Carthage defensive coordinator Darren Preston, Denton Geyer offensive coordinator Jordan Johnson, and Corpus Christi Flower Bluff offensive coordinator Brian Baker. But a very special congratulations to the Week 14 Dairy Max built by Chocomilk Assistant Coach of the Week, uh, Marte Amrine, the defensive coordinator at Dripping Springs. Very well-deserved coach. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Now it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Uh, I was supposed to do a read for Honda, but just I just know you need to go to ntxhondadealers.com to learn more about how they can get you into a great Honda at a great price. It's ntxhondadealers.com, presented by our friends, the North Texas Honda Dealers. So if you've got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, etc., Get them in on the comments. I believe we're only on, on YouTube right now. Get them in on the comments. We'll answer a few of them uh, before we have to get out of here. Uh, I've got to uh, run and take care of a couple things. Uh, for uh, I have a birthday party to plan this week. That is absolutely true. Uh, Hank and Max are having a, a birthday party, a uh, joint birthday party tomorrow for their first and fourth birthdays. Max and Hank, fourth, first and fourth, respectively. So, uh, But we'll answer some of your questions. Let's talk about last night. Last night there were two... Uh, Texas High School Ball Regional uh, Final Games. The first, well, I guess it kind of kicked off at the same time. One was in uh, the North Texas area as uh, Brock beats Whitesboro for the second consecutive year. I believe the final was 30-19. to 19, um, Or beating for the second consecutive year, second consecutive time this year. Um, this game was nip and tuck all the way to the end. Do not get, uh, uh that was, a, that was a one score game that Brock scored late to really assault it away. So don't get it twisted. In fact, Whitesboro led this game with about six minutes to play before Brock was able to drive down, um, and, and get the, get the big win. Um, 
this is that's hard of a champion type stuff. That 0-4 start for Brock feels a, a long time ago. You may remember, you know, let's make this all about us here for a moment. We caught a lot of flack from people for keeping Brock ranked as long as we did with four losses. Um, this was kind of what we meant, that we thought that Brock was still a team that had a lot of potential and, and their, their, their record was a, a, a representative of their... Um, of their schedule and not necessarily of their strength. I think you're seeing that right now. I thought the defense played really well against a high-powered Weisbro attack. They played Jet Norman, their star player. Uh, I think it's Jet Norman uh, is his name. He is a star out there and a playmaker. They've got a lot of playmakers on that Brock team. They are the Region 1 champions um, and looking the part. That, that was a fantastic win over a very game Weisbro squad. Weisbro's got to feel like Weisbro's got to feel like Brock is like the final boss at this point. That, like, they can't get over that hump. Uh, so that was last night. The other one last night, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew rolled deep down to uh, San Marcos for the Lano versus Edna game in Region 4. And a resounding, emphatic, truly dominant performance from Edna. Again, this game was 27-0 at half, and then it was 33-0 about four minutes into the third quarter. They It ended up being a little bit more cosmetically appealing for, for Lano, but make no mistake about what this game was about. This game was about Edna and them dominating up front. They dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball, um, and they're, they, they got into, I watched a fair amount of this game uh, on the Cowboy Sports Network, I think it was Cowboy Sports Network, and they will Edna lines up in a two-back set, and they just hammer you over and over and over. And the the they were just getting a big push up front offensively, and the defense was holding their own against a good Lano offensive front. They jumped out to an early lead. Lano turned the ball over a fair number of times, which really was their undoing. Uh, but give a lot of credit to Edna. They pounced on mistakes. They were the better team last night. There's no doubt about who the best team in Region Four was this year. They were, they're, the, they're the regional champions. The Edna Cowboys, fantastic win for Jimmy Mitchell and company. They are through to the state semifinals where they will await the winner of tonight's Columbus and Franklin game. So those were the two games last night. Of course, there is college action. There's, there's a bunch of games tonight on TexanLive.com, as well as uh, Bally Sports Southwest tonight. North Shore and Atlanta Volume 2 is going down tonight. So you can check that out. Go to uh, on Bally Sports Southwest. Um, I've also heard this, and, and people who are like, oh, I don't get Bally Sports Southwest. Let me give you a little hack since you're here watching the, the show with us, okay? Let me give you a little hack. So Bally Sports Plus is the over-the-top streaming service that Bally has, okay? They offer you a seven-day free trial. The state championship games are four days. Anyway, that's something to keep in mind. Let's get to your questions. Get your questions in on YouTube. Uh, we will answer as many as we can uh, here com coming up just uh, a little bit. Uh, so we will start uh, with... All right, we'll go up to the top here. What's going to happen at Texas A&M with the underperforming coaching staff? Danny Leach asks. So they've already made a change. Daryl Dickey is out as the offensive coordinator. But make no mistake, Daryl Dickey's position there at – he was not the play caller. Um, he – I don't want to say it was ceremonial, but, like, I don't know exactly what Daryl Dickey did there on that staff. The big question is going to be, is Jimbo Fisher going to hand over play calling duties to somebody else? 
That's the real question. And, and, and we'll find out. There are reports that he is open to that. We'll find out sooner as opposed to later. I, th- you know, I think I've been kind of uh, pretty clear about what I think about the, that. I think that the book is out on Jimbo Fisher's offense. Plain and simple. I think that like it's not a talent issue anymore. I think it's a scheme issue, and I think that the, the uh, that the book is out on on his offense, and um, it can be stopped. And it was stopped pretty much for eleven of the twelve games they played this year. So how does he react? I would say that you will see some pretty significant changes on the offensive side. The only question, the big question, they could fire all the offensive coordinators they want. But if they're not the play caller and they're not running the offense, then it doesn't really matter. That's my big thing is are they going to go and find an offensive coordinator uh, to do it? By the way, yesterday, speaking of college football, Dave Campbell's Texas football, our own Mike Craven, broke the news before all everyone else that uh, that Texas State is going to hire G.J. Kinney as their next head coach. The incarnate word head coach is going to become the next head coach at Texas State. You can find all the details on TexasFootball.com. Mike Craven and Ishmael Johnson were working the phones. They were tireless in their pursuit of this story, but we were able to break it. Super proud of those guys. TexasFootball.com to get all the details on G.J. Kinney, the new head coach at Texas State. So there is that. Next question. Let's see. Let's see. I'm rolling. I'm, I promise you I'm trying to get trying to, to get all this. Okay. Who you got, Argyle or Wiley? This is from Toxic Danger 3. Um, I'm taking Argyle. Uh, we talked with Clay Martin yesterday, and I do think there's a path there uh, for, for them, but it has to start on the defensive side. I thought what they did last year, last week, especially in the second half against Canateo, was extremely impressive. They have to slow down the, the, the running game for Argyle. Now, Argyle's offense has not been super consistent. You go back a couple weeks ago in the area round, they'd be right or seven nothing. They've got this has got to start on if if Wiley's going to pull the upset and make no mistake, I think it would be the upset. Got to start on the defensive side. Keep this game close. We talked about it yesterday after Clay Martin got off the phone with us. This is a Wiley team that has played a ton of close games. They're really experienced in close games. Argyle has played a fair number of them, but not as much as them. And so can they get them into a close game and win it late? That's the, that, for me, is the path for Wiley. I like Argyle in this one, but I think it'll be good. He also asks about uh, Decatur and Wichita Falls. So my picks video on YouTube, you can go check that out. I did take Wichita Falls. I think they get them in a rematch. I think it's going to be a really fun game uh, there in Stephenville. Is that right? That sounds right. Denton. That's C.H. Collins. That's where it is. Okay. Uh, Wesley Williams, why do you say Vince Young come get your trophy? That's that's a good question. Uh, uh, it's over there. Uh, Vince Young won our two thousand the Dave Campbell's Texas Ball two thousand one Class Five A Player of the Year award, uh, and we've always had his trophy because he's never gotten it. So, I've ended fifteen hundred and eight. I'll end fifteen hundred and nine shows asking Vince Young to come get his Player of the Year trophy. There you have it. Ryan Fox asks Crawford or Toller. On my picks video again, I talked about this. This is a really interesting matchup. We talked about it at length on Tep and Step. Um, this is going to be a real hard-hitting slugfest game with two outstanding running games. Uh, and that, I think, is going to be fun. Peyton Brown, Breck Chambers kind of going at it, throwing haymakers at one another. I don't know which way this game's going to go, not only because of the way of, of who wins it, but also, I don't know, this could be like a, a shootout because both these offenses are really, really good, and these defenses are very solid. So could be a shootout, could be a low-scoring affair. I think it's a low-scoring affair. I've been riding with Toller from the beginning of the playoffs. I'm not hopping off the, the, the snake farm quite yet. I like Toller tonight. 
I think it's a really fascinating game. I I don't think there's really any doubt these are the two best teams in Region 2. I'll say that. I can't say that about every region. I could say that about this region. The two best teams in 2A Division 1 are going to go at it tonight in Burleson. Should be fun. Let's see. More questions here. Who are some teams who have a legit shot at winning their first ever title game? And Matt asks. It's an excellent question. Um, I think that this is a, a fascinating uh, question. First ever title game. Who's left that hasn't won a title? Anna? I think if Anna gets past China Spring, they might be the favorite to win 4A Division One. But that's tonight. That's the real qu question tonight. Is they've got to beat the defending 4A Division Two state champions in China Spring. They already beat the defending 4A Division One state champions in Stephenville a couple weeks ago. I think Anna's got a shot to win their first ever state championship. Kind of running through the rest of the teams that are left. Um, Timpson. Timpson's got a great shot to win a state championship there in 2A Division One. I think they, I think they are uh, wildly, you know, wildly entertaining. Big game tonight against unbeaten Cooper. Those are two. Uh, I would also say the winner of the 1A Division Two semifinal tonight between, actually, I think all three. I think Benjamin is going to beat Whit Harrell. Although again, I think I've made a habit of picking against Whit Harrell, and they they just keep proving me wrong. Uh, Benjamin, Lorraine, and Oakwood, I believe, have never won a state championship. So that would be something to keep in mind there. Uh, that is one that I'll, I will be keeping an eye on in the six-man ranks. Uh, good question there. Uh, Jacqueline Gibson asks, are the KD Tigers going to continue their winning streak? 3A Division or 5, 6A Division 2 Region 3 final between them and CE King. CE King's a bit of a Cinderella story. Uh, a fourth-place finisher in their own district. They have gotten white-hot at the right time. I think Katie's too much for them. I think Katie gets the win, but I think this game is going to be is going to be pretty fun. Lennon Coley asks, "How many yards does Rashawn Sanford need in order for Harker Heights to beat DeSoto?" Who? I don't know if I can put a number on it um, because he. And by the way, he's not going to be out there by himself. He's going to have Amir Washington out there as well. Um, but there is a path. I've, I said this on Tep and Step as well. I do think there's a path for Harker Heights in this game. DeSoto's your favorite. DeSoto's the team I'm picking. But there is a path for Harker Heights. And that is, this is a DeSoto running team, that running game that has been fair, but is, or running defense, rush, I should say, that has been fair, not outstanding. And so my question is going to be, can they establish a run, uh, establish a run keep that running game going, wear them down a little bit, and then I think the real magic number, if you're asking me, the real magic number is not how many yards Rashawn Sanford needs. For Harker Heights. The question is, what does the turnover margin look like? If the turnover margin is like plus two for Harker Heights, I think they got a great shot tonight. If it if the, if it's even or in the negative, I think they're toast. I don't think they can win without winning the turnover margin. That's my big thing. If they got to steal a couple possessions, especially against what has been a high powered DeSoto offense, DJ Bailey, John Tay Cook, Tiger Ryden. They've got playmakers all over the field. So I think I don't know if there's a quite, uh, quite a number. I will say this. If Rashawn Sanford's over 200 yards tonight, they're going to be in a good spot. That's my official position. There you go. Derek Foster. Do you think Bernie and Cal Allen gets pointsy or a defensive slugfest? I think it depends on who wins. I think if it's pointsy, I like Bernie. I think they have the more high-powered offense. I think they got the offense that is going to have a little bit more explosiveness, a little bit more big play ability, a little bit more quick hitter ability there would be Bernie. 
I think a defensive slugfest would benefit Cal Allen. That's not saying anything about Bernie's defense. That's just to say I think that's the way they like to play. Even though they have changed their offense a little bit, they're throwing the ball a little bit more uh, out there uh, you know, with their, with their quarterback. I think that they are more in tune to win a game that is 24-17 than they are 44-41. I think if it's in the 40s, Bernie's got your advantage. I think if it's in the 20s, it's a Cal Allen advantage. The interesting thing is I think this game's actually in the 30s, which is why it's kind of that tweener game. It's a coin flip game. I think I took Cal Allen, but it's a coin flippy type game. I really like that game. Uh, Jeremy Knight asks, uh, how do you think Chapel Hill and uh, and Kilgore, uh, round four, Chapel Hill and Kilgore, how do you think they'll fare with Carapus Christie, uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, Bernie and Cal Allen? I would probably install the Region 3 favorite in 4A Division 1 as an early favorite over the Region 4 champion. So if it's Chapel Hill, Cal Allen, I would take Chapel Hill. If it's Kilgore, Bernie, I'd take Kilgore. Reverse those as well. Again, slight favorite. Maybe like a one-touchdown favorite, in my opinion. Um, I think that the speed... These, these two... We talk about, about regions having personalities. I think Region 3 has more speed than Region 4 does, and that is going to be a problem for the Region 4 teams, uh, especially with regards to if it's Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill's got tons of speed, and so if they've got speed, that's going to be problematic, I think, for, um, uh, for the Region 4 teams. That's the, the real question there. Uh, Elvin Price asks, can the Gobblers slow Miller enough to beat Silsby? That game's at 1.30 today on TexanLive.com. Get on that. Very excited about this game at Energy Stadium. The Miller he's referring to is Draylon Miller, the wide receiver for Silsby. And he is that dude. He is he is the guy um, in that offense. But he's not the only guy. I think Quare's going to be keying on him. And I think they're going to make sure that he is uh, well covered in this game. That has not necessarily mattered to a lot of other teams. Uh, can Cal- Quero make it make it matter? I li- I've picked Quero in this one. I'm rolling with Quero, but I do think this is a coin flip type game. I know I'm saying that because a lot of these games are coin flip type games. I made the point on Twitter. There's 44 games this week. I would be thrilled if I got 30 right. Really and truly. Normally for me, in, in, in like normally out of 44 games, if I pick them, I, I would want to get between like 35. You know, 35 would be an okay week, right? Uh, this week, it's they're all close. I'd be thrilled to get 30 out of, and I'm 0-2 by the way to start the week. Um, Quero and Silsby is a perfect example of like a of a, a, a hard to call game. I think I like Quero. I think I like their defense a little bit more than I like Silsby's, but this is a real real tight game. I think they're able to contain Traylon Miller just enough, but make no mistake, I think Traylon Miller is going to get his. The question is going to be, can they contain everyone else enough uh, to make it stand up? Um. Yes, is R- Williams. I apologize. Yes, is w- Williams says. Is there a better all-round back than Longview's Taylor Tatum? Uh, he's real good, and he's really important to what they do. Uh, I think to me, Taylor Tatum. Apologies, I think I'm getting cold. I think Taylor Tatum might be the most valuable player on Longview. He is not the best player on Longview. Jalen Hale's the best player on Longview. Like, that's not necessarily up for debate, in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Hale is the most gifted player. But I think Taylor Tatum is the most important because he's the one who unlocks the rest of that offense. You have he is so He is good enough and strong enough and powerful enough and resilient enough and consistent enough that you have to 
pay attention to him. You have to. You cannot lose. You cannot keep a light box. You have to load up the box to slow him down. And as a result, that opens up everything else. He's the key to everything. I think if they were without Taylor Tatum, let's put it this way. If Taylor Tatum were to quit the team tomorrow, that's not I'm not reporting that. Or if Taylor Tatum were to say, you know what, I don't like football anymore, I'm not going to play anymore, that would be more devastating for Longview than if Jalen Hale did. That's not because he's better than Jalen Hale, it's because he's more important than Jalen Hale. So he is obviously very, very important. Uh, Lennon Coley asks, sports gun to your head, one team that you're most confident will win the title this year? Gunner. In 3A Division 2, I think has looked like the clear favorite in 3A Division 2 from wire to wire. The second place one would be Carthage in 4A Division 2. That's 1 and 2, in my opinion. Those are the two teams that I feel most confident would win uh, a, a state championship. We'll do a few more here. Cameron Smith asks, does Atascacita finally find a way in a rematch? Step and I are split on this. Step likes Atascacita. I'm rolling with John Kay and, and, and staff to come up with a win away because I think that North Shore has had a couple of extra weeks to figure out what this uh, Caleb Bailey-less offense is going to look like. But Atascacita was was basically... Atascacita arguably should have won the first game. They were terrible on special teams in that first game. Really miserable, and I think Craig Stump would tell you that as much. If they clean that up and don't shoot themselves up in the, in the face as much... They're going to be right in this game. Now, I think North Shore has improved offensively since then, and that's going to be the real question mark in this one. Um, I, I'm rolling with North Shore, not picking against the defending champ, not picking against John Kay, but I do think this game is going to be really interesting. If Liberty Hill faces, Eric Mings asks, if Liberty Hill faces four-pin Marshall next week, who's the favorite? The speed factor, obviously, with Marshall, but they haven't seen the devil, the slot T. That's very true. That's interesting. Uh, it would be very similar to... But but Liberty Hill hasn't been the fastest team in pretty much any game they've played, and they've, they're undefe- or they're undefeated with the exception undefeated. Yeah, I think they're undefeated. Uh, maybe they lost a game. I don't know. I don't have the rankings in front of me. Um, I would lean towards Four Pen Marshall because I think that their defense is going to be able to diagnose and find ways to stop them. But the slot T is the great equalizer, and you saw it last week that they are capable of putting up points in a hurry. They were down to. Alamo Heights before they really stood on the gas pedal and were able to zoom away from them um, and get the win. Uh, I would lean towards Fort Bend Marshall. I think that they are maybe the more complete team, but Liberty Hill's got that great equalizer in that. In that so I, I right now, early, early, early pick. They both got to get past, uh, I would say, pesky regional final matches, but I would go with Fort Bend Marshall. Let's see. Uh, Matt asks, who's the most dangerous offense to 2A Division One right now? Holly Cisco, Crawford Toller, Region 3 is Timpson and Collinsville, and Region 4 is, or T- Timpson Cooper, I should say. Region 4 is Holly, or uh, Cisco and Shiner, or uh, Shiner and Furio. Uh, Timpson, Timpson has got the guy. They've got Terry Bussey, and he's probably the most dangerous individual player. Uh, uh, probably second most would be Toller right now, the way that they're rolling. They're, they've been hung, hanging like 70 on everybody. They've been great. Uh, yeah. So, all right. That is going to do it for us. I'm sorry to cut this thing short, but I'm rolling by myself, and I don't really know what I'm doing. So, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. We will see you Monday on Texas Football today. Enjoy the playoffs on Texan Live. We'll see you then.